Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Now, before we kick off today's episode, I wanted to recommend one of my favourite podcasts to you, 40 Minute Mentor, the pocket-sized career mentor. Now in its 10th season, the podcast is on a mission to raise aspirations and inspire the next generation of category-defining founders. Their guests include mission-driven founders, investors and Olympic champions, all sharing the ups and downs of their career journeys and what it takes to be brilliant, all in 40 minutes. I can't recommend this podcast highly enough, so make sure you tune in now by searching for 40 Minute Mentor wherever you like to listen to your favourite podcasts. And now, continuing with our usual programming. Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. How is everybody doing? I'm I'm drinking tea, I'm happy. Okay, that's great. And you, Shan? I'm all right. Fantastic. I feel really good as well. And um, I'm really excited about this episode. But before we get into it, usual housekeeping. You can follow us at BWW Podcast UK on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on LinkedIn, Black Women Working. We have a website, www.blackwomenworking.com. And you can email us, blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. I got it in one. Come Nelly, on. Nelly, I'm the example. What do you mean? Like, this is not sisterhood at work. <laughs> anyway. This is not sisterhood at work, but it's okay. Well, well, you can learn from us. No, this is not exactly this is not a safe loving environment. This is mentorship. Anyhow. <laughs> is that how you mentor people? <laughs> anyway. So this episode, we're gonna probably call it Women in Technology. Um, but the title, I guess, is maybe perhaps a little bit misleading because it's coming from slightly a different angle, because we're not talking about tech tech. Actually, we're talking about literal technology, as in cameras, software, all those kind of things that you might actually need to use at work. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it would be good to discuss how important you feel being tech savvy is um, in today's job market. So today I feel like you pretty much can't get by if you don't know the basics of like Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Slack, Babylonians, Microsoft Teams, <clears throat> Google Drive, <laughs> all those kind of things. Um, I feel like that's easy for the majority of us now because pandemic really drummed it into our system. And even the people that weren't really on top of that before, now they're kind of on top of that. But I guess the next level up, you could call it, is knowing the critical software for your field. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking in terms of maybe like UX designers, what programs they're using, like on Adobe. Um, If you're a a designer as such, you'll be using Adobe programs, things like that. Um, You might be using agile management tools like Jira. I've used Jira in so many different jobs. Do you know what she's talking about? Can I just pause you there? Yeah. Because the jargon... But after Microsoft Teams, <laughs> she's gonna be speaking <laughs> Swahili. No, but, but there's, a, there's a point to be. She didn't even say the basics like Outlook. <laughs> That's what I'm. I'm an Outlook master. <laughs> but there is no, a like point a scrum there, master, master, in Outlook that. Master. Yeah, I often don't know the tech that my colleagues or my team use. So I have, for example, a video officer, a video yeah. and social media officer in my team. And where I might spend hours laboring over something or thinking, how do you do that? She'll just look at it and be like, oh, you just put that in Adobe and it's done. And you're like, <laughs> them ones. Oh. So I don't necessarily need to know. Yeah. 
But um, I know there's an absence of knowledge sometimes about what our colleagues use and do. So you know that's when you're a good point. Yeah, that's I mean, a good we're going to get into it in, in, in today's episode. I love the fact that you guys responded like that because I honestly felt that some of these things, at least, you guys would be familiar with. No, it was with. the last one you said. I could go along with it. What's when you said Jira? Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> like, out. No, I know that one's a little bit of a Hail Mary, but I feel like, but no, it's, it's the kind of roles that I've done that I've had to use it. So, and then you have content management systems, which is essentially how how you manage websites mm. you're familiar with probably the most basic ones WordPress. we'll call it yeah wordpress or even what's that one that everyone built a website on wix, wix. yeah wix squarespace yeah yeah exactly <laughs> them kind of things so those are the like lower level ones for your everyday average joe or jeanette whatever you want to call her so i mean joe or jeanette so yeah when you think about it it's actually a hell of a lot of like things to know about and learn. And I guess it's about understanding what is good for you or in terms of where your career, where you want to take your career. Or good for the organisation. Because, sorry, I work with someone who still writes organisational dates in a paper diary, even though we are not all based in one office, that still puts like schedules of work on a taped whiteboard and I'm like, why is there not a spreadsheet Listen, for this? Why is it not like, we're we're like, going to get into the it. The basics. Some people are still not covering the basics in 100%. smaller organisations. So my first question, like, and this is for all of us, is like, how do you think advanced knowledge of how to use some of these tools, or maybe not advanced knowledge, just say intermediate level knowledge. And I'm talking specifically from an applying for a job kind of perspective here. How do you think knowing these in medium kind of or intermediate levels can give you a competitive edge in the job market? Absolutely. No, how? How? <laughs> not, not, the question isn't if, it's how. Do you know what? Dependent, depends on who you are going, who you're looking for a job mm -hmm. from, right? But even, even the basic, I say basics, probably not, but even the basics I'm finding, people are now creating their CVs in Canva. Mm -hmm. oh, that shit. was not a thing, you know. <laughs> your CV was just one word document. Maybe bold and make the head, your name bigger than the rest of the text. <laughs> people are coming through with Canva designed CVs. And I'm sorry, but as an employer and as someone that likes pretty things, I'm looking at that thinking, yes. Yes, no, presentation is no. key. Presentation it's not going to be key, the only thing because yeah. it don't make no sense. The content because of the again, CV matters. thinking of technology, the way employers trawl through CVs these days is by automated systems, which is basically a form of AI that's picking out keywords yeah, from yeah. CVs. So you can put all the lovely flowers, colors, etc., whatever on it. Why if it doesn't that? have the vital information, why? no, we got to tell the people. Oh. We got to tell the people. So no, they're not spending true. ten She's hours right. building yeah. one useless CV <laughs> that looks pretty <laughs> that nobody's going to look at. The recruiters or the talent people in a company are potentially looking at 50, 60, 80 CVs. If they're all coming in yes, in true. red and yellow and pink and green, purple oh, and what orange else? and blue, yeah, I can't I can believe see you the song. Literally. <laughs> like, no, they don't have time for that. They have Fair. time to see who has the skills and experience or says they, says mm -hmm, they do mm -hmm. and how can I get them into Fair. interview. So beware of that, people. Don't overdo it. If you're applying for something like... Um, a design role, I think that's very valid. Absolutely. Because it yeah. can show, you know, the the your abilities and your expertise. Mm. But know the sector that you're going for and the job that you're going for. But yeah, to throw the original question back to you, we digressed a little bit there. Um, 
what I was asking was um, how you think it can give a competitive edge, if you know, because you've been very corporate and I <laughs> feel like you've maybe, and I could be making an assumption here, not had to interact with a vast array of software or things like that. See, that is an assumption, but the difference is, is the software I've been using has been consistent, I would say, for the last 10 to 15 years. Mm. So you have the Microsoft Words, you have PDFs, no, but it is it Microsoft, is, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Office, um, basic knowledge of Excel, being able mm-hmm. to put in sums to do like completion statements, being able to read spreadsheets to understand fi- real estate financial models to an extent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overreg it. And then on work share comparison, being able to compare documents to see mm-hmm. the differences between documents and things like that. That is kind of, and then I manage that's the thing i manage your file site is what we use to save documents to file documents and that kind of stuff i have been using that same technology since i was 23 years old Mm -hmm. and there's been probably incremental upgrades here and there but nothing has crazily changed yeah so i can use i'm very good with these things Mm -hmm. and i'm very fast and very sharp but i don't there's nothing outside. <laughs> There's nothing outside of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the land registry website and a few other things like that. But there's nothing crazy. Like I don't need programs to do my work. It's really all in here. So can yeah. all right, girl. So but do can you I think, think? Oh no, go on. Being that you've been in, you've been in the career for a long stretch. Have you experienced? No, but have you experienced anyone junior coming in, bringing something new, or bringing never? So so you're not Excellent. even exposed to see what competitive edge might look like because... And that was going to be my question. Do you know what competitive edge is for me, personally, is understanding how to use these programmes. So I was going to say, do you think, like, for someone junior, an advanced familiarity, maybe in advance of maybe getting into the role, having that would be elevate them in terms of getting into the job and also being in the job. Do you think that there is an argument for them to kind of know how to use these things before they land in to give them a competitive edge over another candidate? Like you, if you're going to be drafting documents and things like that, documents, Word, all all of our documents are in Microsoft Word. But the Mm. things that we can do with Microsoft Word in terms of how we format documents, Mm. in terms of numbering, cross-referencing, compiling documents for signature and stuff like that, you do need someone who who is good at doing that type Mm -hmm. of thing and who can make sure all the cross-referencing makes sense, doesn't corrupt. I don't Mm. want to send you a document. You do one, two things in there, send it back, the document's corrupt. I've got to send it to the US document team. You're going to take 24 hours to fix it. So we do have technology issues. We just don't have a vast array of technology, of different Mm -hmm. packages to use. And so having an ability, like sometimes... I'll be talking to a junior and ask him to do something. All two hours later, I'm like, "Bro, what happened?" Oh, I don't know. How to... <laughs> do you know what? I and then I'm just say... like, "You could have just asked. You could you could have just asked me." Mm-hmm. I personally think the biggest strength in my type of practice is understanding what you can do realistically, mm-hmm. what a secretary slash document specialist should be doing, mm-hmm. and calling IT as soon as possible. <laughs> but <laughs> but do you not have training or anything to like... Yes, you always in... have training. Yeah. You always have, have training. But I am a strong believer in the sense of you can be trained in something, mm. hypothetically, but 
you learn by doing. Mm-hmm. So if someone has like one day of Microsoft train, one day of training where they get to see what our systems are like and stuff like yeah. that, unless you've worked at a previous law firm before, it. no, you need to practically apply it. You now. need to practically apply it, and. But I think that's, that's a shortfall, and I think there's an assumption. I know we're talking about basic tech at the moment, but well, well, excuse me. Have you seen what I can do? Have you seen what I can do with a word document? You don't schedules, appendixes. I respect it. We we do a malmerge. We apply respect. No, I can't. Every form of technology inequality. It's equality in tech. In this, you're not making me feel away. No, no, But my point was, as as a teacher, the pandemic showed up. How much? Young people, mm. as much time as they spend on computers, they don't know. do not know. Now, I don't know about the current climate, but when I was in school, everybody did an ICT GCSE. Yeah. And yeah. that meant that you had to be competent mm-hmm. in the Microsoft Office suite. Mm. And there were a list of tasks that you had, that to, you had to complete. PowerPoint. So for me, Excel. when I get a... A 13-year-old that's mm-hmm. telling me I don't know how to align text, bold, sen- swear down. Swear down. Oh, my goodness. I'm surprised at I'm that. I'm like the basics. What are they doing on all these the iPads? basics. When we think about the basics, I know time has moved on, but when you think about the basics of data analysis and knowing that an Excel spreadsheet can create a pivot table or whatever, okay, no, yeah. I don't they know don't that, know this sorry. stuff. They don't know. Oh, I'm not involved in that. It doesn't matter whether I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, but, you just need but to I know that, it, that it anymore. Can do that. I had a time when I had to to get the qualification. Is that what you did it in GCSE? At school? Yeah, we had yeah. to do every well, single. I, I had to do every a, single. Your button, time was mad, fam. Every. Uh, <laughs> aren't you guys the same age? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the baby. You guys are the same age. What every single about? button in that home. T- Thing along the top. Really? We had to know. Yeah. I can't remember having to do that in IT. I lo- I'm so shocked at that though. But- and it it speaks to how this is really relevant then because I automatically assumed that there's just an underlying understanding of the basics and the fundamentals. No. Especially with the children growing up no. in this day and age of technology. So IT as a subject is now optional. Mm. As in it's not never compulsory because at least in my school, everybody had, had to, to do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. optional mm-hmm. if it's even on offer. Goodness gracious. I'm so shocked and appalled at that, you know. It's actually hit me in my soul because I feel like every child, especially in 2023, needs to understand the basics of like Microsoft Word. Yeah, exactly. There's a big assumption. Because like like I said, I asked before, what are they playing? I know they're playing Roblox. They're doing this (laughs) and the other. But they actually need to understand the root of how those things came about. Mm. Now for me to speak to, to technology, did I like... The thing is, yeah, what did I study? I studied English and African studies. So how I've ended up here, I don't know. It's how I've ended up here. But I've always had to basically know a plethora of different softwares. Mm. Like I've learned something different pretty much in every role and job that I've been in in the past 10 years. And I don't know, I feel like it's the grace of God that I'm just someone who has the aptitude to be able to pick it up. And that's something, that's the feedback that I've had. Oh, you've been able to learn this quickly. There's certain things that I never want to deal with again. I don't want to be in CMS. I hate it. can't stand it. So that's managing, content management system like WordPress. That's a nice intermediate one. But you get the harder ones. You get like AEM5, AEM6, all those kind of things. I've done code before uni hated it I'm not interested I don't care like but I've always there's always so many different softwares that I've had to learn for the yeah. um, jobs that I've been like the Jira's mm. I've had to learn how to use um the slack the teams um google everything that google Can I just drive say has. one thing mm. about teams. one thing what the hell 
Someone people keep calling me on Teams. What's that about? <laughs> because also with knowledge phone of my tech phone. comes no. etiquette when you phone my tech. phone. I had to say to someone, because we have Skype for business, which is like our internal okay, yeah. messaging system. And then we have Microsoft Teams that is just, you just log on and it just comes up. I had to say, bro, if it's not Skype, it's 07. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. I can't, I said, I explained to the guy that called me, I said, look, it's too much. You've got people got too many ways to contact with me. You can email me, you can phone me, you can Skype me, you can type. So I had to, I had to, I'm trying to figure out how to block the call feature. <laughs> on Microsoft Teams so people you cannot call me. Just I know you're busy. I know, but I'm going to find a way. I'm going to write, do a suggestion email. <laughs> I should be able to, it's too, why are you calling Why my phone? What's it's just that? easier. If they're already in Teams, it's easy to press For who? Call. Them? I, I, no one's ever going to call my phone. Who has my, my number? Only no, one colleague has my it, number. but I've got work phone. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh. <laughs> so it's it's and even like then, people FaceTime. want me to put WhatsApp on the work phone. To be WhatsApping me on there. Give me a break. No, there's teams. You don't Sorry. need WhatsApp as well. Carry on, Tolls. Sorry, but, I just um, had to get that off my chair. No, it's fine. Right, <laughs> no. This is a safe space. Call um, me. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't call her. Thinking back on my <laughs> professional endeavours, sorry, over the last few years, what kind of roles have I... It's okay. Let's talk about project management. I'm in project management at the moment. And there's so many different tools for project management, like, that you can use it. You have your Asana. I don't know if you I guys heard of it. I find them long, you know. Mondays. Trello, I, Asana. No, I love Mondays. Trello. I love a yeah, bit of Trello. Yeah, you love a bit of Trello. However, there's certain, there's lots of project management tools that I don't know how to use. I've never mm. used Asana before. I've never used Monday. I've never used Smartsheets, really. But the thing is, because of the kind of role that I have, the sector that I'm in, mm. I'm already mentally prepared for the fact that at some point, probably I might have to embed myself in those tools. Therefore, I have done the research. I've read up on them in oh, terms of what they knowing. look like. Yeah, and their capabilities and things like that. So I, I know that personally, I have to stay on top of all of these new advancements in mm. all these tools mm. and things, mm. because at any given moment, a job could be like, we need someone with a knowledge of this. Like a lot of project management roles, they'll say, we need someone who's worked with this, Jira, um, Trello, this, that, and the third. And if you're coming to that interview setting and you don't know it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do the job, but if somebody else is coming along and they've said, I've worked with advantage. all of these things, yeah. that's the competitive and I, and advantage gone for you. With those tools as well, it's about how many pieces to your puzzle you have to move. So I think I've not necessarily found them useful for me at work because often I'm working solo or with a really small team. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just an extra layer of bureaucracy because I've got my to-do list and I know what my to-do list does. But yeah. what I've learned in in learning how to use them mm -hmm. is it's not every tool for every setting, for every work, for no. every whatever. Yeah. So my personal take on on fun on um tech like um Asana, Trello, Mondays for project management, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it is most useful when you need to communicate the project movement when you're working with in a team. multiple yeah, people at the same time. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So and that sounds I mean, obvious. Yeah. But I say it to say because when I went through that, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything properly. I'm going mm. to I'm gonna <laughs> put Trello on my phone. I'm gonna. Do, do. I found that I was giving myself a layer of work that I didn't yeah, need because it was just. For me, yeah, exactly. I think that's really key to point out because also having knowledge of these things, especially if it's a platform that other colleagues have 
worked with or known before, you can actually be someone that becomes an asset in the workplace because you're yeah. introducing them to a workflow, a system, a platform that's actually going to make their lives easier. Mm. Like I hate coming into a workplace and they're still in the 1900s, basically in terms of technology. That means they're relying on Microsoft Word and Microsoft Ouch. Excel. Yeah, no. Ouch. It's so horrific. Like there's certain things. Some people live and die in Excel. And oh, honestly, I hate Excel. Is anyway. there an alternative? There's lots of different alternatives. Depends what you're using it for. Yeah, exactly. Like there's certain things that Excel is just going to be better for. But then there's certain things there where there's programs that can automate a lot of things. So it doesn't have to be so manual. So but we don't have to be doing equal sum, open no. brackets. See, no, the boss level of Excel, you know, exp experts know how to create the the equations which mean that they don't have to do that in every single cell now I know how to do that and I feel really proud whenever I'm able <laughs> to like make the sums add up and things like that but um yeah in terms of a competitive edge I definitely feel that in my field if you have knowledge of quite a, a variety or array of software and programs not only can it give you a competitive edge in say an interview it can give you a competitive edge in the workplace itself mm. if you can use it and demonstrate how it's going to make everybody's life easier like my day-to-day -day job basically right now is managing a bespoke workflow platform that we're basically selling in a sense to the rest of the business and showing them how it can make their day-to-day -day life easier because right now they're drowning in excel they're drowning in emails everybody's sending an email no one's able to find the thread mm, of it mm, so we want to bring that all that. into one platform and make it so that everybody communicates in that platform but one of the things that i would say with regards to technology is often you can be like, what, what's an appropriate analogy? You're often, you might often be the only person that's an ambassador mm. for that thing um, in a place where people are so rooted mm. to archaic ways of working. Yeah. They don't want to change because they are comfortable with it. But if you are someone who can develop the skills, the knowledge, and basically the what the speech in order to persuade people how, that, to well, see how how in the workplace what forum like how do i bring someone along on a tech journey i'm using this mm, tool good question. i know how to use it yeah. it works for me it makes my work good it can make all of our work good yeah. oh that's really nice little unicorn sprinkling around jumping around <laughs> here like we do what we do you do what you do looking all nice and sparkly yeah. how do you what are the opportunities in the workplace to bring yeah. your team along ask for the platform so a lot of workplaces especially tech focused workplaces will have stand ups it might be the whole company stand up which might be a weekly thing a daily thing often they have um, these forums in which you can show people things you're working on it might be unrelated to work it might be related to work so what a lot of people I've seen do over time is show people literally how to use these things mm. and how it can help them in their day-to-day -day. and generally a lot of people are like oh oh my gosh wow and also when you can sell it into the business as a whole and the higher-ups can come on that journey with you it's mm. even better because then it's a you must learn how to use this thing because yeah. this is going to be used so it's asking for the platform having the confidence to kind of present it as well and yeah you're gonna to have to do a little bit of extra work sometimes to demonstrate mm. how it can be an asset within the business but it's one of the topics that I really wanted to highlight because I feel like there is complacency and I thought the complacency was in our generation and higher mm. the boomers like in terms of technology I didn't realize that there's a level of complacency going on underneath us and that's really scary mm. especially because of the way that technology is advancing these days like look at AI you can do AI for everything. 
logo we're design, gonna have to learn about ai as well we had a, a present um we had a company-wide meeting at work i think this week where we were given ex- explicit instructions in terms of you cannot use ai for xyz because of oh, the wow. implications to the business privacy yeah. of clients xyz that's because someone in that company is keeping on top of all of the advancements that's going on yeah. and yeah. understands the threat and the challenges to the business as a whole so technology is something that everyone is going to have to get on board with whether they like it or not mm. it's just in terms of people's individual sector of work what the, will they need in their day-to-day on the top well you say what will they need in their day-to-day so I know I in, with my limited knowledge mm. I know the topic of AI is controversial right mm-hmm. um can't say I haven't dabbled in a bit of chat G G you used it I didn't know what that meant for the longest time what did you use it for See, right, this is my point that I'm about to make, right? <laughs> so I was having a really, really overwhelming day. And I was like, Cha, let me get this, let me get this question summarized for me real quick before I'm searching around on Google and pulling mm. together this. So I put in the topic, asked for like a one pager to the tone that I needed for the audience that I needed and, and got a very clear overview of the information, right? Now, that was helpful for me because it it condensed, it extracted and condensed a lot of what I needed on Mm -hmm. that topic and allowed me to then get on with the next task. It removed the layer. Mm -hmm. So in, in effect it made me more productive. Mm. So was it like a research assistant? It was, it was more rec- It was more mm. of a research assistant in this sense of the way, as opposed to like shortcutting. But I think, I think that there are a number of people, and I'm probably in that number of people, who are going to struggle with how, how we use AI in the workplace, in, in this example, because does it look like I'm shortcutting as mm. opposed to, yeah. and also like, not being funny, hair on the pod, let me just say, maybe maybe, maybe I like that little shortcut to just be known by me so I can buy an extra hour into my day rather than my boss knowing, oh yeah, you could do that on... And on then the everyone's platform. using and chat then, GPT. And then they're like, so you've got more time so we can give you more work. Really? Yeah. But the balance between one, being open about how you use it, so you're not being told like, oh, you're shortcutting your work. And two, the other side of the coin is... I know for different organisations and for different reasons, there'll be, you cannot use AI. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of archaic management, it'll mm-hmm. just be like, no, don't mm-hmm. use it. But without, do you get what I'm saying? Without the context of where the risk is. Yeah. I think, I mean, in people always talking about how AI is going to replace lawyers. And I feel like <laughs> there are some, there are some tasks that it can replace. Mm-hmm. And there are some tasks where it will be good to replace because a lot of our work requires on a high level of attention to detail Mm. and humans are fallible. So to the extent that there is an ability for AI to assist with certain things in documents so that you have like, I remember when I was working at my previous law firm, there was a technology where you could put in a few pieces of information about deals that have been agreed and it would generate a whole document using a precedent. So then you just go through and check. And as long as the details that you put in were accurate because you're doing less work you're more likely to have less mistakes in the first draft but then you get negotiations back and you have to go back and forth and stuff Mm. so I think it's important from that perspective not to be a techno phobe even though I have a little bit of phobia I love the way you said it (laughs) techno (laughs) phobe it's 
<laughs> because I hate lyrics. saying it, even though that is something that I technically. You definitely are, man. Oh. You know what it is? I don't like, I, I think what it is, is pe- I don't like, and I understand other people don't like, feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. That's just what it is. Mm. I think the the conversation with regards to AI is so timely as well because we see how it's really something that's quite scary for people in like the creative industries, like music and things like that. The things that, that I've wild. seen recently, mm. I said... It's well, slightly nah. immoral as well. It, yeah, and it's just like it's going to impact potentially certain people more than others. And it, it's really scary. But just because something's scary doesn't mean kind of ignore it. I think, I feel like a lot of yeah. us are going to have to, I, like this chat GPT, people were talking about it for a long time. I didn't have a clue what it was. Mm. I've still never looked it up. Never, I don't even know how it works or whatever. I should do. It's on my to-do list. But all of us are kind of going to have to keep a closer eye on things like that because we're going to have to stay ahead of the game. Absolutely. Because if potentially it's going to impact you know our work and our jobs then maybe we might actually need to pivot in terms of the things that we're doing mm. to stay ahead of it mm. or think about methods and strategies which ensure we are still an asset to the business no matter what form of AI comes in yeah. like AI is very scary it feels like AI was in the background for like 10 or 15 years and now it's here it's arrived it's landed it's before done, AI was like it's Oculus. done been being here like they ease us in nicely so even things like being used to having computer generated images that's been going on for yeah. more than a decade but you think oh nice movie avatar that's pretty pretty it, it's all the soft soft <laughs> immersive like yeah. conspiracy theories. let me wear, wear the tinfoil hat bro give it, to you. it stays it on my head. it stays on i take it off on. my head and it give it to you because my stays on it stays on, on man I got, I got all different colors just keep walking <laughs> you with your eyes wide shut stay there it's crazy so to kind of round up what would you say is important in terms of moving forward for people to consider in terms of technology, what kind of software they need to use and how to stay on top of developments that may potentially impact their career or the workplaces that they're working. I know this is a bit of a hard question for you guys. I I think maybe one of the easiest ways is there's got to be an easier way to do this. If you're struggling with something, (laughs) there is an easier way to do Mm, it. Which means there's either somebody else or something, i.e. the tech. Usually mm-hmm. somebody else. Right? Google, YouTube. Those are two gifts that are so great to mankind. And that's without the learning. That's just knowing. I don't have to know how this thing works or right. what I do with it. I just need to know. I need to find an easy way to and be exposed to the tools. And then I can go and have the conversations mm-hmm. and say, do you guys know about, do you guys know about who in this whole building mm. knows about? And if they don't, if they do, then great. You're about to save me some time because mm-hmm. there's got to be an easy way to do this. If they don't, there's your answer. I'm about to maybe give you guys competitive your life. <laughs> because I'm telling you, there's this thing that none of you know about. Let's get onto it. Mm-hmm. That would be my suggestion. They call Steve Jobs in the workplace. Trying, isn't it? <laughs> nice. Can you reload it? Reload the question. I can't even remember. You're asking me you to reload the question. You think I remember what I asked you? It was very long winded. It was like, <laughs> what, what can we do to stay on top Thank of you. or to make sure we have the competitive edge when it comes to tech? Um, I would say Google and YouTube. And the reason I say that is because every time there's something I don't understand, 
Mm-hmm. I just Google it. I don't sit there. I don't understand people who sit there and try and go in a mind, trying to understand, like, you're the first person that's ever had this problem. Like, even if my TV's not working, my blender's not working, so I literally just Google all the oh, time. Oh, well done. I'm proud of you. I didn't think you had yeah, that no, level. No, no, no. As soon as yeah. I see an issue you that I don't understand, things away and buy I actually you. Google it. And I, I do that at work because what will happen is if, say, you are having an issue and it's something legal related in lots of the different ads that are coming up, there'll be lots of ads for different new technologies and you can just check and you can just look. I mean, in I work, the type of place I work is going to be unlikely that I'm going to bring a technology that my law firm is going to want to use. So that's why I would say in my law firm, I think it's about becoming an expert mm. in the in the softwares that we use mm-hmm. and also being clear as to when you need help. So I don't want to sit there trying to do cross-references and things like that and reformat documents. That's not my bag. But I know enough so that if I need to do something in a case of emergency, I can do it. So, um, I agree with everything that both of you have just said because I use um, those Thank two platforms extensively to learn a lot. I will also go knee-deep in forums, especially when things go wrong with my computer. Literally, there's not a problem that I can't fix unless it means I have to break open the computer. <laughs> I've done it. I've fixed it. I'm good at this stuff. But um, I would also recommend a specific site called Skillshare. And oh, yeah, that is a really good yeah, site. Yeah, you have to pay for it, but you can literally learn about so many different things there. I think I've gone in it to learn about UX stuff, um, whatever, so many different things. So there are platforms actually out there if you want to get a little bit tech. Can technologically... I go on there to improve my Canva skills? Huh? I bet I can do like a Canva. No, sorry, you don't Canva, improve you, your you Canva don't skills. need to watch Let's anything for though. that. It's just trial and error, to be honest You don't want you. to improve that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> See how they're shutting me down, guys? I'm trying to get a subscription to YouTube. What was the other one? Google stuff. Um, go on Skillshare. Think about, don't just waste your time doing it. Like time is money and time is also very limited. Think about how it's going to be relevant to your career. Absolutely. Um, how it might set you read apart. The, read the book, She's in Control, which we featured on our previous episode. Oh, yes, by Anne-Marie Imaphidon. Oh, Lord. Imaphidon. I, I, I apologise. Exactly. So we've come to the end of the episode. I hope that's been really helpful for anybody who's feeling a bit wary or cautious of, I don't know, things in tech at the moment. And tech heads, get in touch. Let us know what we're missing, man. Get in touch about what? What, what they do you could want to be us? suggesting us different like things that we could we do could to improve. Be, right. Yeah. About what? Well, what? It's because she's like our in-house tech expert. Oh, she no. don't want no one to define I'm her. I'm tired of being everyone's IT. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> like, I need people to upskill. I need people to learn. Once I show you once, run along and continue with it. I can't spoon feed I'm you forever. what we've done to... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You've triggered okay, me. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, okay, sorry. So this Pele- is why I was writing Pele- up the episode. Pele- anyway, so as usual, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and get the word out about our podcast and how amazing it is and how amazing we are. <laughs> at www.podcastuk on Twitter and Instagram. LinkedIn is Black Women Working. Our website is www.blackwomenworking.com and our email is blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com I've covered everything I'm so sick at this I'm the Don bye I'm the Don <laughs> alright Don 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 bye bye bye, bye. bye.